Consumers worldwide are now demanding sustainable packaging. Is your brand ready? At Smurfit Kappa, we use our global experience and local knowledge to create innovative packaging for the biggest brands. As a global leader in sustainability, we can help you find the solutions which are right for your business and right for the planet. Join the sustainable evolution. Contact us at smurfitkappa.com. Smurfit Kappa. Open the future. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Packaging Euro podcast. My name is Elisabeth Skura and today we'll take a closer look at the issue of food waste and the role packaging can play to prevent it. With me today is Helene Williams, who's Associate Professor Environmental and Energy Systems at the Service Research Centre at Karlstad University in Sweden. Her research work focuses on the area of packaging and sustainable development, exploring the role packaging can play to ensure resource efficiency and avoid food waste across the value chain, specifically in households. So yeah, uh, thank you very much for joining me today, Helen. Um, it'll be great to shed some light on this um, interesting topic. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to be part of this discussion with you. Mm, my pleasure. Uh, so yeah, I thought uh, to kick things off, could you give us a bit of an overview of the research work you and your colleagues do at Kaltstadt University in the areas of packaging, food waste and the role of the consumer? Yeah, and I then wanted perhaps to give a little bit where, where we started at and why we're doing what we are doing today. And it was mainly about when you are to make environmental judgment assessment of what is good or better for the environment and how to do that in the complex area of food and packaging, we realized that very little has had been done in the area of the consumer. You do very nice assessment of the supply chain, but when you reach the consumer, you sort of make a, a leap there and, and don't look into the consumer interface that much and then move on to recycling when it comes to packaging. And when we started to look into the data a little bit, we soon realized that consumers are also wasting a lot of food. So that impact in the life cycle assessment means quite a lot. So we cannot continue to do life cycle assessment without trying to understand the consumer, the households and the the impact of the usage of packaging, uh, because that influenced the total uh, assessment. And that also means that if you don't take that into account in your assessment, that means that you perhaps make the wrong conclusions about what is the road to, to take to reduce the environmental impact in an overall way. Mm. So, so that's where we started. And also then when we, at the same time, we began to get a little bit more data about food waste and specifically also about food waste in households where RAP presented the big studies about consumer food waste. And that meant that we could take those studies and what environmental impact will that have in relation to the environmental impact of packaging and what is the trade-offs and when can you use more packaging material to provide for less food waste and when is it when when you use too much packaging 
and you might increase the environmental impact and you should yeah, be careful with that. So, uh, and that's the area where we have tried then to gain insights about consumer and households. Uh, how do they think when they buy things? How do they interact with packaging and priorities and the environmental effects of the different behaviors? So we work with scenario techniques like if consumer uh, we, we have seen that a lot of consumer prioritize and make it in this way what are the environmental consequences when consumers prioritize and do like this and then we can sort of get a better tra environmental trade-off and how can we think and prioritize moving forward hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a really interesting field of um, research, and it's great to take a bit more of a differentiated view. And um, yeah, I was wondering, um, packaging is obviously often portrayed as the environmental villain. And um, in the context of what you said before, what would you say? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, that's true. And it's still true among, I would say, both consumers when you uh, talk to them a little bit about packaging they often say like yeah we have too much packaging and packaging are bad and also environmental organizations sometimes uh, and also from governmental points of view they tend to have this like packaging is is bad and of course when we we look at all the packaging that has ended up in the wrong place and when we don't recycle it and it ends up in landfill and even worse than when it is even dumped into the oceans of course that's a huge environmental problem and something that we need really to uh, to take care of and do much much better but if we sort of think about uh, the importance of packaging and then i mean for for the protection of food and make the shelf life so much longer and without packaging, it's difficult to imagine a world actually without packaging for, for food and, uh, and imagine how, how, how it would look like without them. Because what packaging do today is that they prolong both the time from, from, from the production to the consumption. And I mean, you prolong the time from when it's produced, harvested until it is consumed, but you also, uh, make uh, make it possible to overcome some of the distances. And I mean, if we didn't have packaging, a lot more would need to be consumed at the place almost where you uh, where you have grown the food. Mm. And with the urbanization we see across the the planet, it's difficult to imagine that we can produce all the food very very close to the consumer. So we and as as soon as we need some kind of transport of the food and there is a time difference between when we harvest it until we can consume it, you need the protection of the food hmm. to, to reduce the amount of food waste. And we would waste so much more without the packaging. But then of course you, you need to, to look into the trade-offs for different food items and where can you be more, use more packaging material in order to, save what's really valuable or what to what food items we have used a lot of resources hmm. uh, and there you need to make sure that 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 food where we have used so much resources that it's really consumed in the end and not get wasted mm, absolutely yes hmm. and um yeah, so that in your research you um explore the influence that packaging could have on uh 
food items such as bread, dairy and meat. And I was wondering what your findings were there and um, if you had any thoughts on what improvements could be made to help packaging protect uh, this sort of food even more efficiently. As I said, of course, the, the role of packaging is even, it's very important for the uh, fresh produce that we have where it's uh, that gets uh, deteriorated quite quickly after it's been harvested if it's not protected or cooled down so we need the, the cool cold chains in order to preserve the food better and uh, so what we have tried to figure out is that uh, so when I say like often we need good packaging and we need to improve packaging to make sure that less food is wasted it also depends on the resources you have put into the food itself for the production. And in the area of, of meat, for example, where we, we know that we put in a lot of resources for the animal to what they eat and then for transport and everything. So that uh, food that has a very high climate impact then, uh, there it's very important to make sure that those resources not are wasted because we have put so much into the production. Uh, and that is high for, for all the products that comes from animals like meat and cheese uh, and also some dairy products that we really need to take care of. But I mean, we also, uh, even if bread has a lower climate impact per kilo of bread, uh, we see that we, we waste a lot and to use some packaging material is often a good trade-off, even if bread don't have as much climate impact as the other two products. So what we have seen from a, in the consumer uh, phase and what they do and reason for, uh, for wasting food, it's quite often that they experience that the packages are too big. They buy more food than, than, than they have time to consume. Uh, it, yeah, hmm. it, it deteriorates before um, it's so much, so they can't consume it all. Hmm. So really for producers to look into the sizes of packaging, like how much food should we provide? And in a lot of richer countries, we have more smaller households today, single household or one to two persons household and really figure out for what food items should a producer provide two different sizes perhaps, like one size that is suitable for a family of four or five and one package that is more suitable for the, the smaller households. And, um, and today we see that to some extent, but I think that could be explored a lot more. Uh, not meaning that more packaging is always the solution. It is for some products and especially those products where we have used a lot of resources to put it on the market. Uh, for products that like, um, like water, when we bottle water or sugary water in some extent, then there uh, you have very little climate impact from the product itself. Like water has almost no climate impact. It's really mm. difficult to count. Uh, and where you use PET bottles or glass bottles, perhaps for beer or so, but, but for the food items where you use very little resources, you need to 
more than looking to the, the packaging solutions and how can we reduce the impact of the packaging system because mm. the food item has very little impact. So it's, it's difficult to, yeah, to give general uh, answers, but I can say then the size of the packaging is very important. And mm. from a household's perspective, it's also how we communicate about product safety and food safety because consumers are often more afraid of um, smelling or tasting food that's been open for a while in your refrigerator and they tend to throw it away instead of trying. So there's also a lot to do with the communication about food safety issues mm. around food. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, that leads me to my next question. Um, I was wondering about on-pack labeling and storage instructions on packaging and the role that can play to reduce food waste. Um, what changes would you suggest there? What would, would you think would be more efficient, a more efficient way of doing it? Yeah, there have been some nudging tryouts experiment that other researchers have been doing to try to how can we influence the consumer, nudge them in a way of uh, reducing their environmental impact. And I would say in general, uh, I cannot say like, I, I would like that more producer, producers tested out different things because we know way too little about what can make a difference. So I would really like more uh, to to try new things, try try new things of communication. Uh, is it labels? Can you with text influence consumer or should it be more active type of labels and what really works and what, what do consumers see and what do consumers like? And there's two little trials of that. And I, I, I mean, a lot of producers say when you talk to them yeah but it's so little space on the package and you need uh, there's a lot of requirements about what information you need to put there but i also see quite few innovative way of communicating and how can you also use the shelves in a shop together with packages and what can you do and i uh, very few experiments i would really like to see to, to see more to see how can we influence the consumer to not uh, to to dare to to try the produced the product after the best before date has been passed, for example, and and how can you work more with schools and children and not because I've also heard that's not verified in research, but you uh, to some extent it is. You can see that younger people waste even more than older people, so it tends to be like mm. younger are even more afraid of the old food than the older generations. And I mean, how can you work with younger people and the ones that are starting their household and the single households like, yeah, to do more experiments and tryouts with those groups? Mm, I could imagine that could be a really interesting um, route to take down because I, my impression is that also younger people are maybe more environmentally conscious on the other hand. So like um, leveraging that a little bit, that could um, that could be an interesting approach for sure. True. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was also wondering, um, do you think um, life cycle assessments give the full picture of uh, the role packaging plays? And um, are there any parameters you think could be changed in order to improve the, um, the picture that is painted or the, um, the actual sort of um, data, so to speak? Yeah, good. And I mean, as you said, the life cycle assessment uh, it is a very good tool for, for judgment or, and some of the trade-offs that I talked about when you talk about climate impact, for example, and how you can 
how you can value the different the the climate impact of food versus the climate impact of the packaging and how should you prioritize for different foods and different materials then but then we also have the questions about more circular system and how to make sure because when it, uh, for example, when it comes to, to plastic materials, you can often use uh, a lightweight material where you use several layers of different plastic that makes it functional and you get all the protection properties that you need, uh, which means that that is a multi-layer today difficult to recycle. So that type of material would turn into energy recycling, uh, combustion, and you use the energy again, uh, because it's difficult to material recycle those today. It might be possible in the future with more chemical recycling, but we don't have those uh, in, uh, they are not working in a large scale yet. So that is one part. Or if you don't use that thin multi-layer packaging, you can move on to a, a packaging um, a mono material where you use one plastic type, which makes it easier than to go in uh, a recycling. You can use the material uh, several times, but that often means that you use uh, uh, something a little bit heavier uh, plastic materials. You use more material, but you can recycle all of it. Uh, and then you have the thinner and that is not material recyclable today. Um, so that is something to take into account, like these uh, circular system of how to use material better versus then perhaps climate impact, or is it cases when those two come together, like it's both uh, more circular and, uh, and it has also lower environmental and climate impact, or is it cases like the one about plastic I told you about that, that they're a little bit not working together where you, where you have to prioritize between a little bit more circular versus the environmental impact assessment. So we need to make those tools better to figure out how to prioritize and how to think because even if uh, if you then calculate uh, with a mono material that you can recycle several times where it's possible to recycle to 100% that might then be lower or better for the uh, environment and the planet in in a if we make a total assessment uh, but on the other hand, it's also then you have perhaps when you calculate 100% recycling, then it's it's valuable to use more plastic material. But if you only have like 60-70% of packaging coming back to a producer because it gets lost in the uh, in the households, they they don't sort everything. It might be better with the the lightweight packaging that goes directly into combustion. Hmm. So what I would like to have, it's a very open mind about what might turn out to be the best environmental option when we both look into the climate impact and other environmental impacts versus the circularity. And uh, I see today, or I hear at least from some people that they, uh, they are so clear about this is the best and this mm. is not and I'm like you have to have a very open mind dependent on what product you're protecting and what context you're in how the recycling system in that country looks like because mm. the conclusions might be 
different. So. Mm, absolutely, yes. I think having a differentiated view and um, looking closer at the individual uh, product is really important there. Um, so yeah, obviously you mentioned um, recycling and I was wondering what insights have you gained in your research about why consumers choose to recycle or maybe choose not to recycle and what the, um, the factors are there? Yeah, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, I mean, designing for, for sorting to get the product back is, is still in its beginning of the research. We have done a lot of research and understanding about the recycling processes and how to, but, but also understand the, what the consumer do or do not do in order to get the product sorted and get into the system. So what we saw in that study, it's, it's a small study, I have to say, but at least give some insights about what's go, what is going on in the consumer's head when they make the decisions about, should I recycle this specific packaging or not? It's like, if it's, uh, if it's dirty and they need uh, some water to clean, to clean it or rinse it a little bit, they get a little bit confused about how much water is okay to use or is it okay to use water at all to clean this? Or if I put it there and it's very dirty, uh, is it a risk that I sabotage the recycling system? And as soon as the consumer start to, I mean, uh, think about those things and what is the correct behavior or what am I doing they they often then tend to it's better that I just throw it away because in at least in Sweden in many areas the packaging then goes directly to combustion and at least you get some energy back mm -hmm. uh, if it's landfill it's a completely different uh, <laughs> trade-off you need to do but here in Sweden, it's the trade-off of combustion versus recycling. And then, yeah, but it's also, so it's, if it's dirty, um, but it might also be that it's dirty and they, if it's dirty with, with meat residues, if it's a little bit blood or if it comes from chicken or it's fat from bacon or something, they might think like, this is too dirty and I throw it away mm. right away instead of sorting it. But it's also that they think about if it's different parts. Uh, consumer got frustrated if it's 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 a plastic um, bottle and then it has some kind of um, aluminium aluminum on it as well, and then perhaps a plastic lid and all these different types of and they need to. Uh, as we do in Sweden, you you make the plastic to one bag and the metal to another and the board to another and and this um, to to make them to take a lot of decisions about what to put where that makes them frustrated and also in some of the packages it's difficult to decide like the um, the liquid packaging board where you have a plastic lid some of the consumer get confused like is it okay for me to put this in the cardboard recycling and or should I uh, take a scissor and take all of it away and as soon as the consumer need to start thinking about too much they get like I don't have time for all of this thinking about mm -hmm. what to do me with my empty packages and they they throw it away so it, it really should be easy simple for the consumer to do the right thing so we need to help the consumers in a better way with more yeah, labels and color labels, perhaps too, so they don't have to think that much. 
Mm, yeah, that sounds like a very good plan. Definitely making it easy for the consumer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, to round things off, um, we've talked obviously quite a bit about uh, food packaging and the consumers, but um, yeah, I was wondering if you have any thoughts about food loss before the product reaches to the consumer and uh, what role packaging can play to avoid food waste at that stage. Yes, we, we talked about that uh, the packaging plays an important role for the protection. And of course, that's uh, the main thing in the supply chain as well, to make sure that the food is protected all the way to retail and all the way to households. I mean, the the consumer packaging that we often that we see and we meet when we go to a store and we use this in our households, it comes in a system with a secondary packaging and and a tertiary packaging sometimes also where all the secondary packaging are put. So uh, to make sure that this system really can can withstand all the the pressures and the transport that they are going through from one place to another. Um, and in general, I would say that a lot of producers are better at handling that type of uh, protection for the food along the supply chain, because if the waste occurs in the supply chain, some actors need to take the cost of that uh, food waste versus when the food waste occurs at the consumer, all the producers have already sold the product to the consumer, so they don't lose any money. Uh, but when it occurs in the production uh, or in the distribution chain, some actor need to take the cost of it. And therefore, it's much easier to, to handle things when they realize now we waste, there's too much wastage of this product. Should we have a little bit thicker cart on board to make it so that it doesn't get crushed during the transport, that it that is visible, and then they often handle upon that. But as a general thing, we can also see that produce. I mean, if you have products where you need as little touch as possible or as little handling by people as possible, can you pack it already as producer and move it all the way uh, as until the retail? That's usually good to prevent from a lot of people of handling products and, and packages because that's always a risk when you have that. And for there are some examples also that when you in warmer countries, when you harvest bananas and you harvest uh, other type of fruits, it's important the, the time from getting it uh, off the farm to reduce the temperature to because the temperature reduces if you can reduce that it reduces the food the food waste and the food loss of the product so to make sure that packaging provides for this reduction of temperature so you have uh, ventilation in the packaging to make the reduction of temperature easier so there are certain things you can do that makes a difference definitely mm -hmm. Great, thank you. Yeah, um, that's um, answered all the questions I had. And yeah, like you said, it's very important um, to not lose sight of the role packaging can play and um, really take a differentiated view at the at the whole um, problem. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe some more research from you and your colleagues as well in this area, because it seems like there's um, a lot more, lot more to be done and a lot more insights to be um, to be gained. I would say so. Um, Yes, thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast today and for uh, sharing your insights with me today, Helen. Thank you for inviting me. 
have a nice day <laughs> you're very welcome thank you and um yeah thank you everybody for listening as well and don't forget to subscribe we have a new podcast coming out every month are you looking for sustainable optimized packaging solutions at smurford kappa we use our global experience and local knowledge to provide fit for purpose packaging solutions for the most complex supply chains from packaging design to machine systems we're a fully integrated packaging provider we can work with you to minimize operational complexity and help you move to sustainable packaging. Contact us at smurfitkappa.com. Smurfit Kappa, open the future.